one. And there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode, number one of the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Really excited to be here with everybody. Uh, you know what? Let's just kick the show on the road and uh, show you what we got. Practicing Polyamory, real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we all might learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, honest feedback. What's your thoughts on the intro? kind of chill it's kind of chill right like for my actual energy coming in here like as soon as i hit it i was like oh wow that's that's really really quite chill because i'm an energetic person oh dude i'm and this is this is the energy that i'm going to bring to this podcast like this is what it's going to be so like yeah i'm feeling that that intro is a little bit maybe a little chill and it's just a soundtrack, dude. I think it's just a soundtrack. So maybe we change the soundtrack and the intro stays the same and you'll be all right. Just a little bit more yeah, upbeat. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, more, a little upbeat. bit more upbeat. All right, all right. So there's the, there's the initial thing. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're just throwing this thing out here. We're, we're getting started. This is day one, episode one. And, uh, you know, we're going to figure things out as we go, just like we always do. This is what practicing is all about, right? Um, for a little bit of background info. Uh, my name is James Sias. This is uh, my older brother, Hernan. Uh, he and I together have been doing podcasts for almost three years. Yeah, time's flying by. Coming up on three years. So uh, back there over his left shoulder, you can see the Business Bros logo. Oh, oh other, your right shoulder. My bad. It's mirrored. Uh, the Business Bros logo. That's our, our podcast that we've been doing. We're at episode 660 50 something. Now? Yeah, 50 like something. That. Way up there. Uh, I have another podcast that I do called the Insurance Pro Show, uh, where I talk about insurance because I'm an insurance guy. Uh, and then I wanted to start this one because this is where my heart is. This is where my community is. This is where, uh, you know, so many more people, so many more exciting stories, so many great things to learn and tell and talk about uh, right here in our Polyam community. So, um, you know, episode number one, I'm I'm going to be interviewed by the man who is always interviewing people, this guy right here. So, Broski, take it away. Handle it. So, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very uh, live show. So, if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll be able to see them, bring them on, and ask away. So, I may not have all the questions. We're going to hold off on, on actually bringing them up. I mean, if anybody's in the groups or anything like that, you're not publicly out. Uh, we don't want to out you by posting your comment on our feed, right? So, uh, we'll definitely read them uh, and and answer those questions, but we're, we're going to hold off at least for now on posting these comments live on the air on screen or if you want just put a little bracket and put out and then you'll let us know if you're okay something like that yeah awesome viviana is here to support viviana you're awesome thank you so much the attorney in heels we love all right let's jump into the basics okay so so for those of you who are out there supporting not really knowing what's going on tell me what is polyamory okay polyamory basically is uh a way of handling relationships that is non-monogamous. Mostly when we talk about relationships, when we see movies, right? We always have the love triangle because there's always the girl that likes two guys or the guy that likes two girls or whatever, all these things. You got to pick one, right? Polyamory basically says, I don't have to pick one. I can have them both. 
right? As long as all three individuals are okay with it. Uh, and, you know, I say three, and I'm talking about love triangles because that's what we see so often in media. But in polyamory, we have so many different uh, relationship structures and relationship types. And it's not always just, you know, three people involved. Sometimes it's four or five or six or whatever. It's like a bunch of people. All of these people as a group, we call them our polycule, right? Like molecule, but polycule. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, basically the idea is we don't shut ourselves off from loving multiple people or having multiple romantic uh, connections with people. So I think that's about the basics of it. That's the basics of it, right? So remember, I'm coming from a layman's perspective, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to ask all the questions I possibly can. What's the difference between that and being single? What's the difference between that and being single? Uh, it's that when you're single, you usually don't tell people that you're dating other people. Uh, you don't necessarily have relationships where those different people are in your life, like at the same time. Like you might be dating one person and like you go on a date and you do your thing and then you go out with this other person and you don't talk about that other person at all. Right. So when you're single, you're just kind of dating in different places. But in polyamory, a lot of people practice what we call kitchen table poly, which is uh, kitchen table polyam, whatever, uh, which is all of our partners can sit around at a kitchen table and like play games and talk and hang out. And like we all know that we're romantic with the other. And, you know, I think in single life dating, you don't really get that as much. Dude, to me, that's almost like Tinder on steroids. Like you get the opportunity and everybody's okay with it. Like, yeah, that's okay. So, so first of all, that that's got to have a little bit of that awkward feeling, right? So when you first stepped into this space, when you like, like walk me through getting to that point, like you had to have gone through emotional swings and, mm -hmm. you know, jealousy fits and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. How did this become the solution? Um, I mean call it a solution it, it definitely took a lot of work um you know getting started in polyamory definitely was a learning curve and there was a lot of jealousy i remember uh you know my partner went on a date and ended up in a hotel room uh with somebody and like i busted into the hotel room and ruined their date mm. like not my proudest moment for sure you're looking for a video clip huh yeah like, hey, you should have had <gasps> yeah yeah basically that like it, it was um oh this one's even it's worse it's so much worse <laughs> <laughs> because i mean that's it took a lot you know i mean in that specific situation like that almost ended our relationship right um one thing that i that i think I'll tell people anybody who like is even thinking about opening a relationship or or uh, the idea of polyamory is it takes every possible flaw in your relationship and amplifies it like mm -hmm. everything that you think is kind of a little bit wrong is going to be like spotlighted. You're going to see it a lot more uh, and it takes a lot of work both as a partner, as a partnership and individually to be able to get past that, to be able to get over that, to be able to, you know, realize that we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have our uh, shortcomings, you know, and everything. And to love the person past that, past those shortcomings, past those mistakes, that's where, you know, the, the, the true power lies, I think. Well, okay. So 
getting over some of these jealousy things and and talking about you know that whole idea of you know almost destroying a relationship or mm-hmm. you know how do you def- so if, if you know what's going to destroy it if you know all those flaws if you're shining the light on those things how would you define a successful poly rela- polyam relationship a successful polyamorous relationship <sighs> you know success is the uh progressive realization of a worthy ideal right, right. All, right. <laughs> all right we always say that we always say that that's one of our lines from our, our very many business ventures um the worthy ideal in this case is just happiness i think um and finding happiness in each other so you know, one of the things that that is interesting and unique about polyamorous relationships is that we take away the expectation of finding or having all of our needs met by one person. Hmm. We have this expectation. I remember having this expectation in my monogamous relationships where, you know, I was in love with the girl and I wanted her to be like my everything and I wanted to be her everything. And like, there would be nobody else. And that's a lot of expectation to put on someone right like that's a lot of pressure to put on someone and so what we find what we get with polyamory is you know this partner is really good for watching movies that make you think right and this partner really likes his marvel movies and so you know when you're gonna watch a movie with this partner you're gonna you're gonna sit down and watch shit blows up and good guys win Okay, I'm gonna bring in Rob because because look at here's the here's the truth of the matter is right when you talk to guys about polyam versus when you talk to girls and it's and it's whether or not they're in poly or not, guys are gonna have this to say mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. right? This is in Rob. I'm I'm I'm, dude, I'm with you. I <laughs> totally look at it like, dude, the best of two worlds. You're my hero, right? All of a sudden, it's like, damn, what, what was I thinking? How am I doing something wrong? So, you know, when you hear this on the, on the other hand, you, you see stuff like, like this, cause this is exactly the, the, the idea that I was thinking when I was like, dude, you got it made. Like, that's perfect. Right. There's gotta be another side to it. Cause the other side is always, you know, no relationship is perfect. Right. There's, there's mm-hmm. always arguments and disagreements and jealousy, not always of another person, but sometimes of the time and the admiration, right? Of something that you do. Maybe, maybe you're into, you know, your business, for example, and you're dedicating a lot of time into your business and your significant other, or your, I don't know what, whoever, I don't know. I don't even know how you define them. Right. But yeah, significant um, other's fine. Yeah. Significant other quote or parentheses, you know, yeah. yeah. Like they might be jealous of that time that you're spending, not necessarily sure. with the other person. So you, what do you say to guys like that? that are like, dude, pimping. Like, <laughs> what, what do you say? Um, I say, what if one of those two girls has another boyfriend? How do you feel about that? That's the, that's the tough part, right? Because I think, right? I think, yeah, see, this can, can be, be done. done. Most guys are just too chicken to accept the reality. I think most guys are territorial, right? And and I think I that's think most, the issue. Yeah, most people, absolutely. Most people are territorial, right? Mm-hmm. And and once it's almost like you got. Like, I peed on it. It's mine, right? Like, <laughs> you got and or or in this case, I put my pee in it, and so now it's mine. <laughs> there you go. Right. And so we actually have a term for that. Uh, we call it the one penis policy. 
right? And this happens a lot. We actually see this a lot where a couple has been together for a long time and they realize that they're not monogamous, right? Maybe they come from uh, swinging or they had just like this random threesome with some girl that they met at a bar and they're like, wow, this blew my mind. Like this should be a thing. And so, you know, this couple comes together and gets on Tinder and you mm -hmm. see that it, it's a picture of the couple, right? And they're like, we're looking for a bi girl who wants to date both of us and wants to, you know, be with the both of us, right? We see this all the time. So there's two terms. One is the one penis policy. Two is unicorn hunting, right? And so these two things are... are um, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. First yep, start with defining ahead. these things. One penis policy. Are you talking One like penis policy is basically... I get two girls, but they're not allowed to sleep with anybody but me. They're not allowed to have any other guys in their life except for me. They can go sleep with other girls if they want to, but they can't have any other guys except for me. Fine by me. <laughs> I mean, that works, right? Every guy. Well, that, but the, that, okay, that's, that's, that's a lot of guys' fantasy, right? Yes. But it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy, and it's really it's it's unethical to demand that of another person to say, "Sorry, I'm the only penis that you that you can have." Why? Mm. Why is that a thing? And that goes to, frankly, it's 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 male insecurity. You said it yourself. Men are territorial, right? Once I pee on it, it's mine, and that's basically like how they're thinking. And so one of the rules that we have to break away from, one of the things that one of the mindsets, mind shifts that we have to have and break away from is to stop thinking like this person is my property. She's That's not. That, that does that does happen when you start talking about monogamous monogamous relationships, right? You put a brand, you put a ring on it. Uh, mm -hmm. You start a family. Uh, okay. So, okay. One penis policy. Cool. What was the other thing that you're going to bring up? What was the other? The other thing was uh, the unicorn, the unicorn hunting, which is really where uh, the that unicorn, awesome. the unicorn. <laughs> I mean, it does, right? It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome for sure. I mean, you know, I've seen Harry Potter and all these other fantasy movies and the unicorn is the mythical creature that just like changes people's lives. Right. But it's a fantasy. Again, it's the bi girl who wants to date both the guy and the girl in the couple and is into both of them equally. That is a unicorn, dude. That doesn't That's exist. That's a unicorn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But when a lot of couples open up their relationships for the very first time, that's what they're looking for. And I think he's wonderful. <laughs> I fell into it. You know, I I did the same thing with my it, when we first opened up, right? Like, that's what we're looking for. Yep, that's what we want. And we realized really quickly, like, within a few weeks, that's what everybody wants. And it's a fantasy. And so to, you know, allow each partner to just date separately and hey, maybe, you know, I will meet an awesome girl who is bi, who winds up liking my partner as much as she likes me. Like if that happens organically, great. But to make that a requirement of the, of the relationship to get started, that's where it becomes unethical. Talk a little bit about all these awkward things because that's honestly what people want to know, right? Okay, so you decide with your spouse that you guys are going to be polyam, cool, right? In theory, then she starts dating and he's back a guy that you just mm -hmm. like you don't like mm -hmm. personality wise. Mm -hmm. Maybe he rubbed you the wrong way, his feet mm -hmm. stink, whatever the situation is. How do you even address that, or vice versa? 
you start dating somebody who's maybe physically more attractive or uh, maybe more money or whatever, you know, that can kind of maybe pull you away. How does that get addressed? Uh, well, the first thing is that it gets addressed, period, right? Because one of the things that happens in a lot of relationships, whether polyamorous or monogamous, a lot of things that happen in relationships is we don't talk about the things that are bugging us. So we don't talk about these things. We don't talk about, you know, issues that are bothering us. We, we like hold those things down. We just suppress these different things. We just, we don't want to talk about it. But one of the things that we have learned, one of the things that I've definitely learned through my polyam journey is communication, 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 like all of these things need to be talked about and we need to be open to those ideas. So one of the things you brought up is, you know, or like Dr. Rob said, you know, if he's French, I'll throw him out personally, right? There's just something about this person that rubs you the wrong way. Just something that you don't like about them. Well, those are, that's a conversation that you need to have with your partner, right? Mm -hmm. And it might be the type of thing where, Hey, let's coordinate where, you know, I won't be home when you bring this person around. Right. Or you go to his place, you know, whatever, you, like we'll figure things out. Like if I need to go with my buddies for a drinking night, you know, like, like talk to me, like we'll, we'll figure it out. It's about that communication. Like Cassandra said, it's about being able to talk to that person and say, Hey, look, like this is how we can make this work. And, you know, compromising and figuring things out. It's that, so here's here's one of the other differences back to your question about what's the difference between being polyam and being single is a lot of people think that polyamory is like a fear of commitment, but it's actually just a lot of commitments, right? So I'm committed to working things out with my partner. So I'm going to find different ways to allow her to do the things that she wants to do while I continue to do the things that I want to do. And it's a lot of that commitment and staying true to, you know, Staying committed to the relationship through its ups and downs. Well, it's certainly more enjoyable than my average day. <laughs> right? Thanks, Sean. Not to say, Not to say that every polyamorous relationship works out, right? Not to say that everyone is, is a forever thing because, again, relationships are structured in so many different ways. As we get through uh, all of these different people that we're going to talk to and interview, we, we're going to learn about so many different relationship structures. It's it's mind-blowing to me. I've just read about some of them. Like We're going to talk to people that have a bunch of different types. By the cool. way, ladies and gents, this is a super interesting topic. Rob, Rob nailed it when he said super interesting topic. So when Jaden was going to launch this show, uh, we set out to talk to people about it. This show is booked out through March. So Polyam <laughs> show is booked out through March. So if you guys want to tune in, I mean, hit that subscribe button. Go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Uh, I mean, click on the link, whatever. But, you know, there's going to be some great, interesting stories and a bunch of different perspectives. I mean, I'm giving you a perspective from I am not on the Polyam side. Right. I probably get slapped if I bring it up to the wife. So, <laughs> but we are related and you come from a family that has very much a traditional religious background. Oh, yeah. So, you know, share with people what it was like coming out and Ooh. having that conversation. Oh, man. Um, that was it took a while. 
you know, we, we had been practicing polyamory for a couple of years, about two years. Uh, so we're a year and some change about, I guess it would have been about two and a half years. Anyway, it was uh, October of 2019 when uh, I finally told mom and dad and it had been a long, a lot of conversation uh, between Vanessa and me, you know, we'd been talking about it. We've been doing this thing for a couple of years already and we'd been going back and forth and, you know, um, there was just this, this trepidation, this fear, this nervousness, you know, of how to say it, when to say it, what to do, all these different things. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> For me, uh, when I, when I told mom and dad, we were driving down to pick up, uh, our niece and nephew. We were on our way down, you know, down South. It was just like a 20, 30 minute ride. And I was like, Hey mom, dad, I, I got to tell you guys something. Uh, and they're like, uh, okay. Nothing ever like, starts oh, off with good. Enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 nothing good ever starts with, I got to tell you something. Um, I was like, so, um, I just want to tell you about, you know, the way that Vanessa and I, uh, are handling our marriage. Uh, we are polyamorous. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before. Kind of give me that look like what? <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like an open relationship, basically. So like she has a boyfriend and I have a girlfriend and whatever, you know. Rob, dude, I get that. I would never feel the need to let anyone know if that if I was at, in that arrangement. So why? Why would I feel the need? Is because last week I finally posted a picture of my girlfriend. Like even though this is uh, October of 2019, it took me until just last week to actually post a picture of my other partner. Mm -hmm. There's still that nervousness. There was still that trepidation. There was still that like, holy crap, this is a big step, right? Click that button. Oh, that's it. It's done. There's no taking it back, right? Well, let, me no it, let me put it in perspective, dude. Okay, so so here's here's the thing. Every generation is growing up with different cultural biases, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, and we say this all the time. Uh, grandma, for example. Grandma was born in the early 1900s, right? For those of you, you know. The, yeah, yeah. 1929, I think it was. 1929, right? Okay, so growing up in a different time. When she sees an African-American person, she has a different point of view because of how she grew up. She right. doesn't mean anything bad by it. She does, you know, same, you know, it's just a different cultural bias. So same thing with us and my parents, right? We've all grown up in this monogamous relationship. This is the way society says you're supposed to do something. So naturally, when you were expressing it to mom and dad, they got weird about it. It got yeah. awkward, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know, it, it was a conversation. I'm not gonna get too much into the into the details of uh, of of what they said, but you know, it was basically like, you know, I think that that dad, especially dad, was the one talking. Mom stayed quiet. Mom yeah. didn't say much at all. She just kind of sat there and, and stayed quiet. Dad um, seemed to think that it's a phase. You know, that it's something that I'm eventually gonna grow out of. He's like, you know, one of these days you're gonna get older, and you know. You're going to want somebody that's more consistent or something. I don't know. You know, he just, he seemed to think that it was, that it's, it's a phase or something that I'm going to grow out of. Um, and you know, whatever, either way, the one thing that I can say, the one thing that, I, that, that, that I can say, and that I'm, I'm, I'm happy about, but this is not the case for everybody is when we got to where we were going, you know, mom got out of the car. She gave me a big hug and she said, I love you. And 
whatever. See, right? And that that and here's here's to me, dude. That means a lot because it means me, a lot. That's it not world. She did not say, "I accept what you're doing." She did mm-hmm. not say, "I agree with what you're doing." Right? She did not even say that she's okay with meeting your girlfriend. None of that. She said, "Nope." She just accepted you for you. Yeah, that's it. That is it. I mean, it, it was, and you know, like I said, it's. It, it, I'm lucky in that sense because it doesn't um, doesn't happen for everybody that way. No. You know, it, it's um, a lot of people don't have even that much acceptance. A lot of people get shunned. A lot of people get you know disowned. Um, you know, so many different things, and we're going to hear those stories too. You know, it's it's not always sunshine and rainbows, right? There's a rainbow over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not always like that. And so we're going to hear some real uh, stories, some real hard stories sometimes. Um, and this is this is where, you know, this is part of the reason why I wanted to do this is because the more that we talk about it, the more that we bring it into light, uh, it's just like, you know, any other... Uh, what should I say? I, I don't want to use the word oppressed, but you know, it's another, it's another minority, I guess, just a group of people that uh, we're doing things differently from the established norm, the societally established norm. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool to see it. It's cool to uh, be able to bring light to it. Well, here's so the thing, right? It's more it doesn't matter what the group is. Entrepreneurs, car enthusiasts, taboo, know, thank you, fans, whatever it is, whatever it is, you, everyone needs their tribe. Everyone needs to feel that they're in a place with other people who are going through similar things, right? That are going to come through this, that have support for each other, that have experience for each other. And that's what you're doing with this show. Like this is, this is the cool part for me is that there's a lot of people out there that don't have, like you said, don't have those kind of parents that just kind of accept that this is who you are. By the way, they've been accepting a lot of shit from you <laughs> for many years, <laughs> for, many years for, for 37 years now. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to throw that one out there, right? But, but uh, I mean, even to this day, like, uh, and I'll be honest, it, you know, when, when I, when I meet the, uh, you know, when I, when I meet the boyfriend or, or if, and when I meet the girlfriend, it still feels a little awkward. Like it's still a little weird. I know that they're just people. I get that, right? And I, I I'm totally okay, and I'm I'm gonna be 100 fine. But I can guarantee you that first introduction, when I realize who this person is, is a little weird. But understand, <laughs> like, and, and and here's something that I I had to think about it to myself. It's it's weird because it's different to me, mm-hmm. right? But it's not. It's your normal. It's your life, and you're still a same human being. You're still the same person who cares about his business. You're still the same person who cares about his spouse and his and his significant other. You're still the type, same type of person. So it doesn't change a lot of that, but it does make you feel better now that you've come out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's liberating. You know, it's a it's a weight that's not on my shoulders anymore. Um, I talked about this a little bit with um, with Anita Anita Astley uh, on on her show, 
that it's just the ability to have these conversations to, you know, be talking to my cousins, my friends, whoever, and be like, yeah, so I was, you know, doing this with this partner. And then, you know, I was doing that with that partner and have all these stories and, and just be able to share them openly and honestly. Uh, Rob, difference between poly and swingers, really easy. Um, swinging is all about sex. Polyamory is all about relationships. So in polyam, we get uh, relationships. We have, you know, multiple partners with, you know, a long term or whatever. Um, and then swinging, it's it's really all about the sex. Alex, my man. <laughs> I love Alex. Can't even find one. You got two. And it's cool because I was I was watching some of the comments as people were uh, as you first posted that you were going to get started in some of this stuff. And it's just funny because I know how guys think like I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm like this dude. Like, seriously, you're calling it a thing. And it's just it, like, like I said, man, at the very beginning, like I, I, we don't understand because we're not in that life. All we see is the upside. We don't really deal with the downside. So any advice for anybody who's going to come out? Like what what do you think was the easiest or most difficult part of actually, you know, saying it? And who should they say it to? Like who who should they who do you think they should avoid or who should they talk to uh to to you know come out of this and, and share who they're who they are and what they're going through? I mean, everybody's situation is going to be different, so I can't possibly give advice. All I can say is the way what was important to me was that I tell my mom and dad in person. I did not want mom and dad to find out about me being polyamorous on a website, from a post, from this podcast, whatever. Like, I did not want them to find out about it any other way than me sitting down with them face to face. So if there's anybody in your life, you know, that is that important to you that kind of has that role, um, face to face for me was, was the way to go. There was no way that I was going to do it over text, over FaceTime, nothing face to face for me. Um, besides that, you know, there are very few uh, people that are important in my life that I felt um, I had to, to go out of my way to tell, you know, like I told you and Rosa pretty early on. Um, I told, you know, some of my cousins, uh, Vanessa told like her siblings, you know, whatever, like, like the people that are close to us, like we, we tell them, you know, Hey, this is what's going on in our lives. Um, but beyond that, beyond that, like tight, tight circle, Everybody else could just find out by me posting, you know, these pictures or posting interviews or whatever else. And now they're going to be like, damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he rides a Harley. You know what? Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. <laughs> right? Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. All right. Uh, tell people when uh, this show is going to air uh, on a regular basis. It will be airing. Uh, our first interview is tomorrow at 2.30. And we're going to be, you know, just about daily. Uh, my karaoke tribe is all here to support. Gotta love them. Cassandra. She's great. Uh, anyway, uh, pretty much daily, 2.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time, Pacific Standard, Pacific Daylight, whatever. Pacific time. Um, and it's going to be everywhere. We're, we're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter, on Twitch. 
Um, I think that's about it. But yeah, are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And yeah, we're gonna be just interviewing all of these different polyam people, learning it, and uh, going from there. All right. Well, in that case, uh, dude, oh. good episode one. Good episode one. Um, definitely, if you are on YouTube, if you can find us on YouTube, uh, look for the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Uh, I need to get 100 subscribers before I can create my uh, custom Ooh. URL. So I need 100, 100 subscribers so that I can just say, go to YouTube.com slash Practicing Polyamory. Otherwise, everything else is at Practicing Polyamory, as you can see right here. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, whatever else I might have missed, at Practicing Poly A all over the place. Uh, if you want to support us, me, keeping this thing going, patreon.com slash Practicing Poly A. Uh, we're going to have our website, practicingpolyamory.com. We're going to have all kinds of affiliate links for all kinds of different things that are going to be um, relatable to the community. So, Cool. All right. Then we'll see you guys again manana. You won't see me actually. I'm I'm more the behind the scenes guy, but I got to do this first. <laughs> video, so that's kind of cool. But uh oh, but yeah, dude, uh, I'm excited. Appreciate you, man. I you know you've been with me through this whole thing. Uh and you didn't want to do podcasting. And I didn't want to do podcasting, right? <laughs> but but it, it it's your influence, man, that got me here, that got this whole thing uh really started. So you demand. All right. Peace, ladies and gents, and we're out. Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on all our social media at Practicing Polyamory by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash